Hello, and welcome to Doc to Me. We have had a shit ton of wine. Hello, welcome to Drink to Me. Hello, <laughs> welcome to Doc to Me. <laughs> Moms are just having fun. Um, hello, and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are discussing an episode of Snapped. And we love women who kill. I would say the list of true crime shows are like Dateline, Forensic Files, Snapped, and then Unsolved Mysteries, but only the Robert Stack ones. God, I fucking love Robert Stack. <laughs> when he made the... Did you ever watch Basketball? Yes. When he made that cameo, he was like, maybe he's hanging in a closet by his fucking neck. <laughs> I mean, he was a legend. I would have married Robert Stack. Oh, yeah. But before we get into that, let's take care of some show shit. If you'd like to leave comments or suggestions, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to email or donate on PayPal, our email is doctomepod at gmail.com. We appreciate every goddamn cent. We do have some stickers to give away, so hit us up with your mailing address. I'll get that to you. Or if you live in my neighborhood, I'll totally give you a sticker for free. <laughs> but I'm not saying where I live, so that's but on I you. I'm not saying where I live, but if you know me... I'm drunk, and I'll give you a sticker. <laughs> I don't even know how many I gave you. I was just like, here's some stickers. Here's some stickers. So back to this brilliant show. Snapped premiered on August 6, 2004 on Oxygen. What? It does not feel like it's been that long. It's been almost Man. 20 years. I have been loving this. High school, some watching this since high school. Love me some Snapped. I um, like watching the women kill some people. <laughs> It's not even like the show, it's, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get there. This show fucking made Oxygen what it is today to the point that NBC Universal, Universal, the parent company, relaunched Oxygen as a crime network in 2017. Because Didn't I we... snapped. Wasn't that one holiday that was also an Oxygen channel, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so I feel like that, like, is that a streaming service? We should get Oxygen for streaming. Because right now I'm I watched like, this on Peacock. Peacock um, has uh, snapped. I paid for it on Amazon Prime. I should have told you. I got my Peacock because it's got my wrestling. It's got Eurovision, which I enjoyed today. Okay, so I feel like we should go through all of our streaming services and decide <laughs> who's paying for what split and difference. split the difference. Yes. Because right now I'm paying for HBO Go. Mm-hmm. We've got Netflix, we've got mm-hmm. Hulu, we've got... Do you have Discovery? Oh, fuck. No, we don't have Discovery. You don't have Discovery? We don't have Discovery. Bitch, you could have been watching Ghost Adventures. What? <laughs> I will give you logins. Okay, and we have Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for episodes of Snapped, and so I Why didn't just... you tell me? I mean, I didn't really pay for it because I use, like, my, like... You have so many credits, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, because I just, like, pay, like, You're I Bezos, just, bitch. I am. <laughs> I, like, I am pretty sure I am the reason he went You're the asshole space. who put him into space. I sent him into space because With I buy slave so much wages. shit on Amazon. You're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. But I really do love my two-day free shipping, so I can't Target's pretty good. I'm good with Target. I know, but, like, there's so much random shit. Dude, the other day I bought, like, a thousand baby, like, plastic babies so I could hide them throughout my house Did to you, piss so off you my saw, husband. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, why do we have those weird baby hands? And we hand them out to people all the time. Okay, but, like, then I saw them in 
the little like cake decorating section of Walmart and I was like I could have just bought like 10 of them yeah why and just like reused like, thousands them. of them I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do with okay. a thousand of them look now. me in the eyes am I gonna find one of those in my house you are totally gonna find one of those in your God house damn it, I fucking knew it. not today not tomorrow <laughs> but maybe next week but three weeks ago you did I just got them yesterday. So. Okay, okay. You didn't think about it. I didn't. And think I put about that it. thought in your head. God and you damn did. it. Yeah. So, um, but I've already like planned out strategic places in my house, and my husband doesn't listen to this, so I can already tell you. Like, I'm gonna put one <laughs> in like the toilet paper roll, and like, oh, fuck. I'm just. I'm like super excited. Like in the refrigerator. He's gonna be terrified every time he puts his foot in the shoe. Well, so like. Did I ever tell you about the time with the cockroach? We had like a fake cockroach. Yes. Yeah. And like my kid and my husband would both like put it in like random places. And so like there'd be like I'd get in the shower, cockroach on the floor of the shower. <laughs> I would like open like my like little laughing cow cheeses and there'd be a fucking cockroach in Not the box. My cheeses. My cheeses. My cheeses. Not my cheeses. Oh Lord. I do love What's cheese. wrong with us? We okay. gotta okay. I we've I, been I, I am I am <laughs> oh my done. God, you finished and we I finally am, finished the jug. We finished the jug and <sighs> I am tanked. Are you but gonna I be am, able to drive home? <laughs> I am totally gonna be able to drive home. And I am super excited to talk about Candy Montgomery. So snap spoilers. Oh snap. Snapped has had thirty seasons and two spinoffs, and there's over 500 episodes so it is insane if you really want a show to binge this is it <laughs> if for some reason you've been living under under a rock for two decades and have no idea what snapped is let's head over to wikipedia yes <coughs> i do love wikipedia the series snapped depicts high profile or bizarre cases of women accused of murder each episode outlines the motivation for murder, whether it be revenge against a cheating husband or a loved one, a large insurance payoff, or the ending to years of abuse, which each mur- with each murder circumstances as unique as the women profiled. I do love Snapped. And my defense to this show is when I'm asked why I want to watch Women Kill, there's plenty of episodes where there's also a male accomplice. <laughs> okay, but also... I feel like when women kill, it's a little bit better, if I do say so myself. Like, I feel like we... Because men, it's more like they kill for, like, a lot of it's, like, sexual reasons. Yeah. Like, we have better reasons to murder. I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like we have the hand up, the leg up, the foot up in society on murder. I don't know. I'm just gonna say murder's it. not cool is my stance. Okay. Um <laughs> I swear to God, if anything happens to your husband. <laughs> anyway. I was with Heather. <laughs> fuck you. It's a great show. We get interviews with police, family members, friends, and sometimes even the killer themselves. Which is hella cool. But it's like you could tell, like there's something wrong with like the outfit they're wearing or the background like you're like nah this bitch is in prison <laughs> what was that oh that was that wrestling one it's like really was bad like... green screen i do love a good shitty green screen green screen february, february. that was last week 
February. <laughs> um, the episode we're going to specifically cover is the 550th episode of the series, season 30, episode 15, Candy Montgomery, which you are fucking obsessed with this case. I love it. First of all, I'm going to say it right now, if you have not read the Texas Monthly article, fucking do it. It is amazing. It's love and death, I believe, in Silicon Valley. Fucking phenomenal. It's like a two-part episode or I, I just remember I read the book Evidence of Love about this case, but that was many, many years ago. I only had one child at the time. So there's not a ton that I remembered. Um, I am Have like you obsessed. noticed how many snapped episodes there are of cases from like the area where we lived? I did not know that. Like I know Texas is huge, but yeah, there's like at least four where it could take us less than an hour to drive to the location. That is amazing. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Texas is full of killers. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Texas is full of killers. Texas <laughs> full of killers. <laughs> Texas is full of killers. So let's just... Oh my god. I'm going to have to edit so much. <laughs> let's get into this. Um, first off, I haven't watched Snapped in a while because the oxygen app sucks. And I didn't know until I was doing research on this that Peacock, <laughs> the streaming platform, had this. When the fuck did they get this new narrator? Yeah, I'm curious about that as well. Because the new voice isn't as terrifying as the other one, but I can imagine doing that voice for, like, over a decade would be tough on the vocal cords. <laughs> She's fine, but it's just not the same. Um, so we start off in Wiley, Texas, which is about 30 miles northeast of Dallas. And at this time of the case, it had a population of a little more than 3,000. And now it's, like, over 50,000. Yeah, I was like, it is not a small town. Yeah, now. every time when they're like, just a small, quiet town. I'm like, no, it's not. It's booming. I know you hate it. Ghost Adventures. They did a case in Denton, and they kept saying it was like this small little town out in the boonies. I'm like, that's a college town. It's it quite large. Yeah, it is <laughs> very prosperous. <laughs> that's not in the middle of nowhere. There's so many colleges there. Anyway. You can't find parking for shit. <laughs> no. Also, did you know this isn't the only Wiley in Texas? Nuh-uh. <laughs> How fucking stupid is that as big as the state is? Like, do we just run out of names? There's two Wileys <laughs> in Texas? There's also a small, unincorporated community near Abilene. And they're not even named after the same person. <laughs> what the fuck? How do you even do that? Like, I understand if you have, like, Paris, Texas, and, like, Paris, France. Like, how the fuck do you have two fucking Wileys in Texas? Like, that doesn't even and work. Well, that's, it's not even the same person. It's two different people they're named after. That's some um, bullshit. You guys are going to need me to ring yourself. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This Wiley came first. Um, anyway, February, February, God damn it, Friday. February. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Fry, Friday, Fry. Friday, June 13th, 1980, at about 11 p.m., Richard Parker receives a phone call from his neighbor, Alan Gore. God, I wish my last name was Gore. It is a pretty solid last name. It's like I heard somebody had the last name Slaughter, and I'm like, that's so fucking awesome. Dude, that's an elementary school. 
Alan is out of town on business in Minnesota. Minnesota. But he's been having trouble reaching his wife at home, so he calls to ask Richard if he can go over and check things out. Come on, Dick. Go check. So Richard gets some other neighbors to go with him, and they head over to the Gore house. They are able to gain entry through one unlocked door. Not cool. In the front, by the way. And walk into what could only be described as the perfect horror movie setting. It's already Friday the 13th. Like, that movie just came out weeks before. It is a crying baby. The house is dark and empty, except for the sound of a crying baby. Which is like my nightmare. <laughs> Let's burn this bitch. Get out. So they get the one-year-old baby out of the house. The Gores also had a five-year-old, but that kid was at a sleepover. They slowly start noticing blood on door handles and finally come to the door of the utility room that still has its lights on. So it's this dark house, but just one room you can see, like, under the door, the lights are on. And you got a crying baby. <laughs> like, this is not cool. No. Uh, one of these brave guys opens the door where they find Betty Gore dead on the floor, just covered in blood. And they're like, oh my god, she shot herself. Yeah, it's so bad. They just assume, looking at her head, that it had been blown off with a shotgun. Uh, Betty Gore, maiden name Pomeroy, was born in 1950 in Kansas and had two younger brothers. She met her husband, Alan, when she was in college. I guess he was a TA. Which yeah, is... and she was a student. But once she wasn't a student of his anymore, they got together. And on January 25th, 1970, they were married in her hometown. So she's like not even 20 yet. And marrying this dude she met in college. Like. It happened fast. Is quick. Uh, get it when girls would get married in high school or like right out of high school. But like she actually had plans for her life. Yeah. She was like she's adamant that she wanted to be a and, teacher. Yeah. Like she had plans. Just do that for a little bit. Like, you don't need to rush into anything. Alan got a job at Texas Instruments, which is... That's a huge fucking company. Yeah, it was fucking legit. They're one of the top ten semiconductor companies worldwide, and we all used their graphing calculators in high school. I remember having a speak and spell, which they also created. Did you ever watch that one show? It was like fucking... Something fire. I don't know. I'm gonna, It's going to come to me. I'm going <laughs> to... Going to cut all of this out. <laughs> okay. Hold Just on. waiting for Kathleen. <laughs> okay, you can go. I'm sorry. Can't really go when you're looking at your phone. <laughs> you're paying attention. You're so lucky I like you so much. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't drink so much. <laughs> We're too fucking old to be drinking so much. We are uh, halt and catch fire. Handle our shit. No, I never watched it. <laughs> okay, go to watch TNT. Go. <laughs> Is it Riverdale bad? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all that middle part where I had to find it. Halt and catch fire. You gotta watch Halt and catch fire. I'm cutting all of that. I'm not keeping <laughs> me singing. <laughs> Super close was, to the microphone. It was super special. What does that have to do with speak and spell? <laughs> What's the connection? <laughs> because the dad is like fixing the speak and spell. Like they're both like computer Jesus wizards. Christ, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a computer show. It's like working on like computers in the 80s. Like it's like 
I just remember we were little, but hitting the <laughs> F, U, F, U. Just doing that over and over again. Anyway, you get a job there, you're set. He made bukus of money. You're just a drunk bitch. <laughs> Can't think of anything. <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs> They buy a house in Wiley, have a daughter named Alicia, and get she gets a teaching job at the local middle school. I also heard elementary school, I assume, because it's such a small town. Did it combined? That's how my dad was. Oh, yeah. Like, we went there, oh, like maybe 15 years ago, and he was like, oh, there's a high school now. It used to all just be in one building. I'm like that's fucking weird. Like eighteen year olds, five that. year olds. Like, I can't imagine creepy. that. Yeah, yeah. That's no. what I assume it is. Yeah, no, I would assume that it's like a middle and high school, or I mean, like a middle and elementary, elementary school. school yeah. yeah, they join the First United Methodist Church of Lucas, which is now the Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. Checked into it, where Betty first met, met housewife Candy Montgomery. Candy would be a complete pain in our asses. She's outgoing, very involved with the church. She's involved with the choir, teaching Sunday school. She's on committees. She's a busybody bitch. She's not our cup of tea. No, like we would never be friends with her. No, no, no. In fact, we would make be, fun of her. We would be a Betty. <laughs> no, I don't think we'd even be a Betty. We wouldn't want nothing to do with this bitch. That's true. She kind of seemed like a party girl until she married her husband, Pat Montgomery. Like, from what I read, like, she was looking to marry Rich. She had a plan. <laughs> they settled down, had kids, and she just sort of changed her life, quote, unquote. Did <laughs> There's she? an asterisk. We'll leave an asterisk yeah, there. Yeah, we'll leave an asterisk there. We will learn under the surface she's still the same person. So Candy and Betty become close friends because their kids are friends. The kids hang out together, sleep over at each other's houses. Betty, as many of us do, suffered from postpartum depression. So after she and Alan had their second daughter, she had some issues with that, which led to them having marriage problems. Same. They had gone gone to some sort of marriage counseling services sanctioned by their church, and things seemed to be going better in the relationship, and they had planned to go to Europe a week before Betty passed. Yeah, like, it was literally, like, I mean, if you've seen... I, I think that note is something important later that they I know, never bring up again. I know. If we're talking about, like, the Snapped, we should also talk about the Hulu miniseries, Candy. I have not seen. I have no interest. It wasn't even filmed in Texas. Okay, but you have to watch it. And I don't care for Jessica Biel. I know you don't, and I don't either, but you have to watch it. It wasn't filmed in Texas. It I, doesn't make sense. I know. <laughs> but it, you have to watch it. You just have to. And then when the one with Elizabeth Olsen comes out, we're going to oh watch my God, that I'm one so on excited about that HBO. One. We're going to fucking watch both of them. Because I'm telling you right now, first of all, was it like Jessica? Oh, fucking what's her name? Is it Jessica Linsky? I don't Melanie. Know, Melanie Linsky. She's fucking solid in it. Okay. But anyway, All right. I forgot what I was saying. Because you're a drunk bitch. <laughs> anyway, that'll come back to you tomorrow. It'll come back to me tomorrow. 
Back to June 13th. The police arrive and there's evidence photos of just a bloodbath, would you <laughs> say? Literally a fucking slaughter. Which makes more sense when they find the murder weapon nearby and it's a fucking axe. It is not a gun. And there are wounds all over her body. And mostly her face. There's evidence that someone tried to clean up the scene, but there's just like so much blood. Like they clearly were like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Can't do it. They just gave up. The police do find a thumbprint in blood that doesn't match Betty's. And whoever did the killing was wearing flip flops, which who the fuck kills somebody wearing sandals? (laughs) Who axes someone wearing sandals? If I'm going to be murdered and you're wearing sandals, I'm going to be pissed. Put some goddamn shoes on. I don't want to see your gross-ass feet. In the bathroom, they can see that someone was in the bathtub trying to clean themselves off, like took a shower and left behind hair. They, a lot of hair. They <laughs> never really bring up the hair again, though. They're they just, just like, say, we found of, hair. A lot of hair. They find a copy of the Dallas Morning newspaper with blood marks located on the page for an <laughs> ad for The Shining, which had just come out. So the original Friday the 13th and The Shining were both released the same month. I would have fucking killed to be there. Someone did kill. Not to go to those movies, though. <laughs> no, they went to Star Wars. <laughs> Which was also that year, yeah. I want to say the second one? Cause the first one was 77, right? Yeah, it was the second one. Drunk nerd bitches. They go next door to interview the neighbor, Richard Parker. And while they're there, his phone rings. And it's Betty's husband on the line because he had been waiting to hear back from Richard. And it's like, he has no idea. Richard immediately called the cops, but didn't call Alan to let him know, hey, found your wife dead. So Alan's out on the road, often for work. He tried to keep in contact with Betty throughout the day. He'd call before he took his flight to Minneapolis. She didn't answer. He gets to his hotel, continues trying to call her for hours. What's funny hours. is, like, he called her because he wanted to give her, like, the traveler checks numbers because they were going to, like, you know, Paris. Europe. Europe. I like going to Paris. Yeah, and so he called with, like, the traveler check numbers, and she didn't answer. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to, like, record these, and then I'll, like, call her later. And then she still didn't answer. And so that's why he called the neighbor. Yeah, but it's like hours before he finally calls Richard. Also, this bitch checked in on him often. So he's But this not... was before cell phones. So if you were waiting on a call from someone, you'd have to stand by the phone all day. Because, like, otherwise you'd have to tell them your entire plans for the day so they would know when to call back. Yeah. And so, like, he was used to her calling and checking in on him. And she hadn't called him. And he hadn't heard from her. And so it was, like, a huge thing. Like, yeah. Because you have, like, small children. Like, you have to go home at some point to, like, put them to bed and you don't answer the phone. Yeah. Like, Those phones was, were very loud and shrill back then. It was late at night. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I'm still shocked that he waited until 11 to finally ask Richard to go check on her. That seems a long time. I feel like he... Did he not ask before then? I don't remember. I think they were like, hey, just check but like no this time he's like go into the house yeah so i think he before then before 11 he asked him to like check and like he was like oh her car's there like blah blah blah. and then like when or no he was like her car's gone that's what it was he said his her car is gone and then when he went at 11 he was like i'm sorry like her car is here i must have missed it like it is in the garage and like that's when he was like okay you need to get in the house yeah um 
it's very suspicious according to them that he's very calm on the phone with the police after hearing about his wife's death but he just happened to be out of town when she's discovered like I don't know some of that doesn't make sense I feel like we know better now about not depending on how someone acts when they find out a loved one has died and not to mention like he knew that she had been suffering like previously with like postpartum depression and stuff like that and like I feel like now it would be less suspicious like because I feel like now we understand like people act differently like the fight or flight or freeze kind of thing yeah it's more prevalent right and I'm definitely I'm more of a freeze kind of person yeah I feel like if I hear bad news like I'm calm I'm processing it but then later yeah Right, I'm going to melt down later, but I'm okay at the moment. Yeah. And I think that that's how he was. Yeah. Because, I mean, Betty had had her own struggles, and he just had this, like, new kid that was only a year old, and, like, as I know, having suffered, like, postpartum depression, mm-hmm. like, it's fucking, like... And, it, and what they don't tell you is, like, it's not even just, like, the first couple months. Like, it was, like, a fucking, like almost a year and I was just like why the fuck do I feel this way I feel like I was able to get through it though because I'm bipolar so already I'm fucked but back then this was like I mental health things were as we discussed with last episode stuff I am OCD and so mine only got worse after my second child and it spiraled uncontrollably to the point that I had to seek help and that is why I'm medicated today and thank god (laughs) Because I literally, like, mine got so bad, I watched my child fall down the steps, and I was so focused on, like, what I needed to do for my disorder that I couldn't go to keep her from falling, that I was just like, uh, but I have to do this, like, step in my laundry, fuck this kid falling down the stairs, and that is... Don't fall yeah exactly and just like <laughs> that's why how you learn yeah like why are you doing this thing that's messing up my ritual and so stop being a dumb baby yeah. just stand on your own come on yeah so i i understand that it can be a struggle and so I we can understand see... mental health yeah. issues exactly and so i can see why he would be like uh my wife's dead okay yeah because like Usually, like, how I am is, like, okay, I understand this, but I need to focus on what I need to do right in this moment. I'll deal with my emotions later. Yeah. Like, you've got shit to do. Yeah. And he had shit to do. And then he's Because he's got to get home. He's got to figure out where the fuck his kids are. Yeah. And so, I I can totally understand why he's like, okay, she's dead. Okay. Yeah. We get to the autopsy where they discover 41 axe wounds on her body with 28 of those just to her head so that's a little overkill personal yeah you can kill someone with just one hit to the head with an axe so i don't think you need an additional 27 the coffee maker was left on which unless it's me drinking the coffee it only points to a certain amount of time during the day when they would have been drinking yeah um so with that alan still isn't off the hook because it could have been early morning before he left to go to the airport. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, he went to the airport after he asked his wife to death. Until they figure out the shoe prints at the scene with the flip-flops are too small to be his. Unless he's got petite feet, <laughs> feminine step. 
It's like a fucking size They're five. More, yeah. I would kill to be a size five. I would just like to say that, like, my 12-year-old is, like, more than a size I, I'm so jealous of your tiny little dainty feet. <laughs> my 12-year-old's like a men's size eight. She's got the same feet as me. I'm a grown-ass woman. That's all right, baby bird. I'll help you through this world. And yet I fall all the time. I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm very clumsy, and yet you would think with my big-ass feet, I'm only 5'3". I should be pretty well-leveled. Like a firm plant. Yes! Anyway, I got issues. Police come over to talk to Alan again, and one of Betty's brothers take the officer to the side. This is a weird side note to it to report weird calls coming in from someone claiming to be the killer so the cops put a trace on the phone don't know why this is included turns out it's somebody from a mental hospital (laughs) not involved clearly never left to murder her (laughs) like it's just don't know why it's included in this it's like a weird sidestep i thought it was going to be like oh maybe they find out about this affair but no it was just some cuckoo in the cuckoo farm why do we bring this part up the Cops also talked to a neighbor's five-year-old daughter who reported going over to Betty's house to play with her daughter, Alicia, but no one answered. And then later she sees Candy leaving the Gore home at about 11 a.m., who she recognizes because she's friends with Betty and Candy's daughters. Everybody's daughters are friends. Small town. But now we have a new witness who last saw Betty alive. And that would be Candy. Candy had been running errands all morning and stopped off at Betty's house to pick up a swimsuit for Alicia, who would be spending the night at Candy's. It was kind of confusing. I think she had already spent the night, and Candy was going to take her to swim lessons. She wanted her to stay the night again. They don't really get into it that much in this. They chatted. She wanted her to see the Star Wars movie. Star Wars. So here's ten dollars. Go see see Star Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) I was about to say the same thing. They chatted for a little while, and then Candy went back to church around noon for lunch. She's very forthcoming with the police, but at this point, everyone's still a suspect, so they go ahead and take her prints, and Candy's like, okay, cool. It's my friend's house, though, so, like, don't be surprised if you find my prints there. June 16th, a few hours after Betty's funeral, which seems really fast for a murder victim. Yeah. Like, she's murdered on the 13th and the 16th? You're already having a funeral? Did you even have a chance to look at her body? That's before DNA. I mean, look at her. She she was murdered. We know that. Next. The police finally sit down with Betty's husband, Alan, and he basically gives the same statement as before until the next day when he calls the police and confesses that he had been having an affair for about a year and a half with Candy fucking Montgomery. Da-da. And I love that their hot, passionate love affair started after a church volleyball game. Where they accidentally made contact, <laughs> and then she, like, got in his car, and she was like, I have the hots for you. Yeah, I think as they're walking to the car, she was like, I'm attracted to you. We should start an affair. Does that work? Can Apparently you just, like, go up to somebody and be like, I think you're hot. Can we have an affair? I think it does. Shit. I don't have the time. And he agrees to it as long as it just stays physical. I don't want you going and falling in love with me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kiss me on the lips. So, oh, I read one thing like 
there was a specific date the affair started where did they get that information from i don't know but i read the text monthly like article december 12th it was very it's a very specific day they were really specific in their details in the text monthly article but see when i hear things like that i'm like well then this wasn't like a it ended we agreed it's fine we're over it like if you know the specific day like i feel like you're holding on to that i feel like they did but we'll get into that um the affair is going fine until betty and alan attended that marriage counseling thing and all of a sudden he gets a conscience and wants to end the affair and according to him the affair had been done for six months before betty died she never knew about it he said like they ended the affair everything was fine you go your way i'll go my way i don't buy that i don't either I'm like, well, then how do you know the exact date? Like, why would you keep that? If one of them wrote it down, like, I assume her. I want to say it's her. I don't know why. I know why. So he takes a polygraph, passes, and they clear him of suspicion. During the summer, most churches have, like, that vacation Bible study school. It's like a week where the kids just hang out during the day instead of just sitting at home by themselves. And Candy had been volunteering there on the 13th. The police head up there to talk to the other people who would have been working with her that day. And and one woman testifies that Katie said she was going over to Betty's for the swimsuit and had been gone for over an hour. Longer than she said she would be gone. And not only that, she showed back up in a different outfit. A different shoes. Something with longer sleeves and a higher neckline, which... Texas she, summer heat, it makes sense. She was like, oh my god, I would be dead yeah yeah in different shoes police really want to talk to candy now but she stops cooperating it's the damnedest thing the police had found that thumbprint in the blood at the crime scene but were unable to lift it they did however have a pretty good picture of it which i can agree with even from the 80s it's pretty decent quality it's a nice pick and they match that to the prints they have on file from candy and she wears a size five shoe, which matches the prints at the scene. 42 years later, still don't know exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> I forgot you're an expert. Alan says Betty didn't know about the affair with Candy, but something must have come up between the two of them for Candy to just get so upset she grabs an ax and attacks her close friend, hitting her over 40 times. June 27th, Candy is arrested. Now, these officers are gentlemen, so they ask the female jailers to strip search her, and that's when they discover bruises all over her body, and the biggest thing I remember from reading the book, the giant cut to one of her toes. Yes. The axe to her toe. Something you could get from swimming an axe. Um, October 1980, the trial starts, and Candy is claiming self-defense. 41 blows from an axe, but self-defense. Okay. She takes the stand and says she went over to Betty's to get the swimsuit, and Betty went out to the garage and came back with an axe and somehow knew that not only was her husband having an affair, but it was with Candy. She's a brilliant mind reader. She goes after Candy with the axe, and that's how Candy's foot got cut was from the axe. Normal people might buy this, but I have a little bit of experience with this sort of thing. As a teenager, you know, you're dumb. You do some dumb stuff, especially when you're hanging out with guys. 
We decided to break up a plastic picnic table with a pickaxe. My turn. I missed. Hit my foot. So you were chopping with an axe. Yeah, a pickaxe. Similar enough. I figured that's close. It's a long weapon. You're swinging. I hit my foot with it. No, I didn't lose a toe, but it was like the last day of school, so like my summer was pretty much fucked after that. Because you lost a toe. Still have the scar. I too lost a toe. I'm just kidding. I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't lose a toe. But it's like I can understand you're swinging the axe and it comes down, hits your foot. I have experience with that. Yeah. No. It. Yeah. Her so fucking it's very possible. Yeah. She didn't get hit with the axe. No. She was swinging the That's axe. That's why I was like, okay, I have expert, like. I experienced this. I can understand, like, no, you're swinging and hit yourself. Like, that happens. Yeah. Her, like, BS that, like, Betty swung the axe and it hit her toe and then yeah. she did the whole shh thing and, like, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get that. So He's I know how to swing liar. heavy weapon, hit your own foot. So, uh, anyway, Candy's eventually able to get the axe and knocks Betty down, and as she runs for the door, Betty jumps up and goes after Candy again, and that's when Candy started slashing at her with the axe, killing her. Her attorney's telling the story, and I hate his fucking face, because he has, like, this grin as he's telling the story, like, he knows it's bullshit, he can't believe how this story ends. I, I don't it's like him. some bullshit. <clears throat> so, um... Candy was put under hypnosis by a psychiatrist who determined that when Betty shushed her after hitting her foot with the axe, Sorry. it triggered some childhood trauma, and that's when she snapped. That's some bullshit. Like, we don't have childhood trauma. The trial only lasts eight days, and there's three men and nine women who find her not guilty. I can't believe nine women. She axed... Her affair partner's wife. Yes. To death. Yes. 41 times and was found not guilty. I am appalled. That these women heard that this woman had an affair with somebody else's husband and then killed that woman. And they were like, not guilty. She absolutely did not kill her in self-defense. It's fucking insane. As she left the courtroom, the crowd outside yelled murderer at her. Rightfully so. Soon after Alan Gore moved out of state, got remarried, I read he might have lost custody of his daughters to his former in-laws. There were some allegations of abuse. Last I saw, he was living in Sarasota, Florida. I think he's divorced. He's in a domestic partnership with somebody. And yeah. Got he got m- married really quickly after yeah. Betty died, which I found suspicious. But I feel like it's like, okay, well, these kids need a mother figure. And, and he's making good money. So yeah. I'm sure he was so like, like, yeah, well, he lost get custody of his daughters. I saw that he, they're Facebook friends. I'm not going to get really deep into their lives, but because they were victims too. Um, Candy and Pat moved to Georgia and got divorced because murdering the wife of the guy you were having an affair with doesn't make for a great marriage partner. No, it doesn't. I'm assuming. I can't believe they didn't get divorced, like, immediately. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. All I can find is that Candy lives in a southern state and goes by her maiden name, Wheeler, and might be working as a mental health therapist, which is frightening. 
because she didn't have really good skills with her mental health. Because she's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I even texted you and I was like, did do you think that Candy killed her in self-defense? And you were mm. like, fuck no. I think I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I think that she killed her because she was worried about the whole story getting out and her whole perfect life getting ruined. Well, and I feel like she heard like, oh, your marriage is great. You guys are going to Europe. And yeah, she got jealous because like Candy was not happy with her life. She didn't want to settle down. She no. wanted to go out and have fun and No. I think that she like absolutely she was jealous because her life was boring and I think that she absolutely killed her and it was not self defense and I think that she should have gone to prison. Cause yeah, that's the thing, like he says Betty didn't know about the affair. Like if you find out your husband's having an affair with someone, are you gonna call that person or call your husband? Yeah, you're gonna call that person. What? Oh, I'm calling my fucking husband and asking what the fuck is going on. She knew, though. It was her fucking friend. I don't care. I'm going after my husband. Mm. I think Betty had, like, a suspicion. That's just insane. But I do think... I don't think that, like, Betty is. Like, I can understand knowing, like, okay, my husband's having an affair. But to find out specifically who it was, like... I don't think that, like, Betty attacked her because she was having an affair with her. I think that, like, she attacked her. Like, like You got into, like, Betty. a verbal argument, but... Yeah, I don't think that Betty was like, oh, my God, you're having an affair with my husband, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I do think that she had, like, suspicion that, like, maybe Candy was having an affair with her husband. I don't know. You know more than me. I don't know. So, can't get enough of this story. There is a 1980s made-for-TV movie based on the case called A Killing in a Small Town. Barbara Hershey plays the candy character. Have you seen any of the insidious movies? You mm-hmm. know who Barbara Hershey is. She's like the grandma. She used to be super hot. You can find it on YouTube for free. Um, Candy, the five-episode miniseries on Hulu, premiered this week of the recording on May 9th and stars Jessica Biel as Candy. And once I read it, it wasn't even filmed in Texas. Like, I lost interest. But there's an HBO one. The made-for-TV one was filmed in Plano. At the Plano Target. (laughs) But it was filmed in Plano. I'm going to the Plano Target, so it may take me a little while. (laughs) Um, And finally, we have Love and Death, HBO's answer to the story. I haven't been able to find a release date other than sometime 2022. I haven't either, and I'm so upset about that. But also, in the Hulu one, when she talks about, like, she's like, I'm going to go to Plano Target. And then she's like, I went to the Plano Target, and I got there, and I realized the time and i didn't even go in like she was totally building her alibi in this like hulu documentary like she's like i realized like i got talking to betty and i got my watch must have stopped and i got to the plane no target and then i realized the time and i didn't even go in and she like missed her kids like i think i do remember that from the book she was gonna go to a store and she realized what time it was and yeah, like she like <clears throat> said like several times, like I was gonna go to the Plano Target to get your Father's Day card, and I like 
realize the time or whatever it was and I didn't even go in like she was totally like building an alibi in this like I'm saying like she didn't fucking kill her on accident that's all I'm saying so yeah uh, this one will star Elizabeth Olsen as Candy which if you have seen the new Doctor Strange movie dude Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen why wasn't she the more popular one why are the twins like <clears throat> growing up like why were they getting more acting roles because this bitch can act she is fucking phenomenal I mean you <laughs> saw the um one division oh it Doctor Strange, like, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, WandaVision, like, my fucking 12-year-old was, like, No, this movie, like, it. she's way more, like, showing emotion and... She's a fucking phenomenal actress. And fuck the other two. She should have been getting all these roles. Yeah. Like, fucking Elizabeth Olsen. We got so much good shit coming to TV <clears throat> right now. <clears throat> so, anyway. Kenny Montgomery is murderer. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with this drunk bitch. I am a drunk bitch. Bye. That's a drunk bitch. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at talktomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at talktomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.